On page 210, the rabbi said, that being the case, ascetism is of no value, for the Torah has not charged us with this type of service. Rather, we are bidden to take the moderate path to equitably provide for every faculty within our body and soul its due portion, provided we avoid excess. But being excessive with one faculty results in curtailing another. For example, one who overindulges his physical desires will compromise his mental faculties and vice versa. And one who is overly ambitious will lose in other traits. Fasting is not an appropriate form of service for one whose physical desires and faculties are already weak and his body is lean. Such a person would be better off taking care of his body. Nor is living in deprivation an appropriate type of service for one who is able to acquire luxury without too much effort. And his wisdom and good deeds will not be compromised by his wealth. Those are two very, very important points. They both have to be true, right? So you're not supposed to live in deprivation. As we mentioned in the past, Hashem wants us to enjoy this world. Now, obviously, people who recognize that they have too much of a tendency that if they were to start indulging, then it wouldn't end, right? Ain't the devar soap, as we say, right? So then maybe they should be making very strong efforts to curtail, to curtail enjoyment in this world. But if it's not going to impact their wisdom and good deeds, and they have the money to do that, and they're taking care of charity, and they're taking care of their homish, they're giving 20% of their money to charity already, right? You're not supposed to give more than 20% of your money to charity. Give them the 20% to charity. They're supporting, you know, people all over the world, and they're putting aside money for their retirement, and now they have enough money, and they want to get Whole Foods as opposed to as opposed to the um, Trader Joe's. Hi, Uva. One minute, anybody? Okay. Um, okay. So, and certainly, if a person has a family to support and his desire to make a living is therefore for the sake of heaven, then for him, monetary pursuit is healthy. Okay. A general rule then is that our Torah's laws are split between those which arouse awe and those which arouse love and joy. You are therefore meant to become close to your God with both types. Right? So there's ways in which we connect to God through a positive action. There's ways in which we connect to God specifically by refraining from activities. Right? Then we've discussed in, in Rav Hirsch, we went through at great length, in great detail, the concept of that the negative commandments, in other words, the things which we are supposed to avoid doing, are associated with developing a greater awe of Hashem, so to speak, right? a greater yira of Hashem. And the positive commandments are associated with trying to develop a greater love for Hashem. That through our positive actions, we're going to develop a greater love for Hashem. Your submissiveness during fast days will not bring you any closer than your joy on the Sabbath and the festivals. Provided that your joy is properly directed and is expressed with a full heart. Just as prayer <laughs> requires thought and intent, so does the joy one brings to the performance of a commandment or the study of Torah require thought and intent. Right? So you have to be clear. Everything, everything requires thought and intent. And anything done with the proper level of thought and intent is a mitzvah. And in other words, if it's directed for the proper purposes, right, can be a mitzvah. But anything done without the proper, you could even do a big mitzvah. But if you do it for the wrong intentions, you might not be getting a mitzvah at all for doing that. I just heard today an interesting idea about, about people who desire to do a mitzvah, but aren't actually able to carry out the mitzvah, right? So the Gemara says is that if a Jew desires to do a mitzvah, has the will and the intention to do a mitzvah, but for whatever reason, he's stymied, he's not able to actually carry out his intention. It's considered as if he actually did the mitzvah. And I heard from Yohannes and Ibishitz 
that actually it's even better than if you had done the mitzvah. Why? Because when you do the mitzvah, maybe you don't do it perfectly. Maybe you don't carry it out as perfectly as you would have wished to carry out the mitzvah and all the different details and not every single, you know, cross T's and dot of the I's type of mitzvah. But if you have intention, of course, your intention is to do it properly. And then there's nothing missing at all because you didn't even have any mess ups at all. Right. But thought and intent are very, very important. And thought and intent can define the action. You are thus supposed to rejoice in the commandment itself, which springs from your love of the commandments commander and your recognition of how he has benefited you thereby. You should feel as if you are a guest in his home and invited to enjoy his table and goodness. And you should express your thanks both privately and publicly. If your joy leads you to singing and dancing, then this is also considered service and attachment to the divinity, right? We say, mitzvah gedola lehiyos besimcha tamid, right? It is a great mitzvah to be joyful at all times. So I went to ask my father, like, why, why is that a mitzvah? Like, why does Hashem care about our state of mind, right? If you're doing all the mitzvahs properly, right, as a good litzvah should do, you're actually supposed to be sad. You're not supposed to be happy, right? We all know Lithuanian Jews, it's a good thing to be sad, right? So, so what, what do you mean? It's a good thing to be happy? What difference does it make in terms of your fulfillment of the mitzvah? So my, my father said, first of all, you have to understand it's not true. People who are not happy have, probably have more difficulty carrying out and fulfilling their purpose in life the proper way. That's point number one. And point number two is actually Hashem created the world so that we should be happy. Part of the way that he gives to us in terms of the olam chesed yibana, the world of, of, of uh, kindness and giving that Hashem has created, is that he gives us the opportunity to connect to him, yes, but he also gives us the opportunity to enjoy the pleasures of this world, once again, in moderation and with a directed purpose. The Torah did not leave the details of these services up to the individual. Everything was carefully prescribed. This is because man is incapable of determining what is necessary to rectify the faculties of the soul and body, or what measure of rest or activity is necessary, or how long the land should produce before it must rest during the Shemitah and Jubilee years or how one should tie this produce, and so on. God therefore commanded the observance of the Sabbath and the festivals and the agricultural laws of the sabbatical year, okay? So in other words, if I were to tell you, listen, God wants us to be happy, but in moderation. God wants us to enjoy things, but directed, and not to get too caught up in this or too caught up in that. So if I were to poll, you know, everyone who's on this Zoom right now, and say, well, what do you think? What's the proper measure, right? Hopefully the first answer would be, well, that's going to be somewhat subjective. Right. That should be the proper answer that we start with. Right. But the other thing to recognize is that once again, as we discussed in the past, we have incredible biases, both inborn and structural biases as well. And for us to really be able to make the determination of what's correct for us to do is very, very difficult, if not impossible for most people. And therefore, the Torah takes the, the guesswork out of it for us. It gives us the answers to all of these questions. The word Torah, as we discussed in the past, it means light but it also means the, the direction, right? It's giving us the direction and the understanding of how we have to live our lives. And that's part of what it does. It tells us exactly what is the correct way to rectify it and what's too far. What's too little in this direction, too much in that direction. And through remembering all of these actions and through keeping that on the, our eyes on the prize of being balanced people who are living a wholesome life, not too far to this extreme, not too far to that extreme, and that way, we will actually be able to fulfill our purpose in this world and be able to achieve what we are actually here for. Okay, everyone should have a, a very happy Purim, an easy fast tomorrow. It's a little bit longer than usual. And if the if the house actually passes that um, the daylight savings time bill, then we're really up the creek in the future. But that's a different story. Um, but yeah, 
Everybody should have a great and happy Purim, and I'll see you again on Sunday night. Happy Purim.